You know, what I think is really interesting is that when we um, moved to the ranch, our life shifted pretty dramatically in that the kids had to step it up and really start helping out a lot more. Um, you know, I used to do a lot more for them, make their dinner and, you know, fill their water bottles. And, and now it's like, they have to be the ones out there. Brian and I might be pulling a calf in the rain and the girls have to have to make dinner and, and clean the house and do the laundry and help each other. And um, they were ages one through six when we moved here and they started really helping out a lot more. And now I think we work so much better as a family unit. We're hoping to create um, workshops and lessons that are a little bit interactive and that have follow-up um, materials the kids can do along with it, whether they're quizzes or activities, science experiments. Um, with cooking, we're hoping to release like the recipe list early and then do a live where the kids are cooking with us and the kids all make the dinner for their parents. Um, so I think there's a ton of opportunity to really take this year and add some really neat supplemental learning. And that's what we're hoping to do in Ranch School. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesio, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on the Mother Honestly podcast. I am your host today, Kristen Hall, COO of Mother Honestly, and we are coming to you live from Motor City Woman Studios, our gracious podcast sponsor. And today I am so thrilled to have Mary Hefferman join me on the podcast. She is the owner of Five Mary's Farm and a woman extraordinaire, mom extraordinaire. Um, I have to give a shout out to my college roommate, Emily Kimball, who uh, turn me on to your Instagram. It's one that I follow. It's one of my favorite pages right now. Um, and I, oh, uh, the, <laughs> Robin, who's been helping me with the podcast, I've told her I'm, I've been fangirling all morning waiting for this interview. So I'm very oh, excited. But please, <laughs> for our listeners, give us a little more background about yourself, the farm, your girls, the story of Five Mary's Farms. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for having me today. Um, so my husband and I live in rural Northern California in a little town called Fort Jones. Um, we both grew up um, in California, but had more, I, I was definitely raised with suburban roots. Um, my family has been in California for generations and we've been in agriculture, but my dad was a lawyer and I was raised in a pretty traditional um, suburban lifestyle. My husband's dad was a farmer, and so he has had a little bit more background in agriculture, but um, his dad kind of wisely told him, you know, it's hard to make a living in agriculture, so why don't you go somewhere else and do something with your life that um, is in a little different path. So Brian was a lawyer, and we met living um, in the city and, you know, started our life there. Um, I've always kind of been an entrepreneur, so I had some different small businesses. Uh, we started our family there. We had our oldest um, in 2007, Francie, and she's named Mary Francis for um, one of our grandmothers. And then our next daughter came along right after the next year. Her name's Mary Marjorie after another grandmother. Um, and we kept having girls. We kind of assumed 
we, uh, we both come from big families of, you know, boys and girls. So we thought, well, we'll name each girl after a grandmother and then we'll probably have boys. And the girls just kept coming. So luckily we had a lot of strong women in our family named Mary. Um, we have Mary Jane and Mary Teresa and they all go by nicknames. So Francie, Maisie, Janie, and Tessa. Um, and I'm Mary as well. But after all four girls were born, you know, we kind of, my husband and I were on a mission to source really great quality meats for our restaurant. And um, we couldn't find a small farm doing exactly what we wanted. Um, and we've always been go big or go home people. So we just decided to jump in and try to do it ourselves. Um, we bought a ranch and started operations raising great quality meat. Um, and then quickly realized that it was a little naive to think that we could do both and have you know, our, our current life in the city and then spend the weekends on a ranch that was six hours away. So we pretty quickly made the decision that we had to pick one and we wanted the lifestyle on the ranch. We wanted our kids working with us every day. Um, we wanted to be out there as a family on our own land, raising our animals and to be the ones caring for them every day. We didn't want to have you know, somebody else doing it during the week and, and us just there on the weekends. So we literally picked up chalks, we sold our house, we sold our businesses, we, Brian sold his law practice. Um, we moved to a small town of 600 coming from, you know, the Silicon Valley Bay area that was just hustling and bustling to a little town. Um, we moved from a big house to a little tiny cabin where all the girls not only shared a room, they shared a bed because only one bed would fit in the room. Um, and we're still in this teeny tiny two bedroom, one bath house, but you know, our priorities really changed because um, what mattered was being together as a family, working hard, you know, it, it didn't really matter anymore what that we had a nice house or nice things. Um, it was really a shift in our whole life that um, we found such satisfaction having the girls out there working with us every day and um, you know, they became a lot more independent. It, it was a, it was a huge life change, but, uh, one, we're really glad we did. It's such a great story. And I love that you, for your daughters, for those that are not following it's at five Mary's farm on Instagram, um, you guys work so hard and it's one of those things from sunrise to sunset, the care of animals, it doesn't stop. It's 24 seven. When you run into issues or that it's nonstop. I'm laughing because I'm texting my husband. You know, he's asking me which alfalfa cubes to pick up for our horses on the, on his way back. So I'm like, okay, it's this oh, bag, nice. but yeah. Um, and so I love that the girls have gotten into roping. It's, I think that's great. We're in the hunters over here, but it's, um, one of the things I love about what you're doing, and it's one that really resonated for us at Mother Honestly, is as we go into the fall, you know, it's very uncertain with what the school environment is going to look like. So you, you know, are very strong as an entrepreneurial. You started your own kind of virtual school, and it's picking up a lot of traction, and I think it's something that's just a fascinating thing of how you approach this. Could you tell me more about the M5 ranch school that you're launching? Yeah, you know, we, it's certainly um, uncertain times and an unprecedented couple of years probably. And um, so we have a great public school here that our girls have gone to. Um, we've got a great school system, great teachers, but you know, there, with so much unknown, we are taking this year as an opportunity to have, keep the girls at home. And um, you know, we really enjoyed the end of last year when we were all forced to change gears and have them at home every day. And there's so many learning opportunities on a ranch um, that we don't necessarily get to take full advantage of because they're at school so much. So we are 
hoping to share that we have so much really amazing learning experiences, so many learning experiences planned this year. And we're hoping to share it with people all over the country, all over the world um, by creating lessons out of these. So everything from our first lessons releasing this Friday on all about chickens. And you know, there's crazy facts about chickens and how they you know, lay an egg every single day. And um, they're the closest living relative to dinosaurs. And you, know, you think kids know about these farm animals, but we wanna really take it to a, a different level. And not only um, on the animal science and animal husbandry, but also a lot of these skills that are really necessary on a farm that kids just aren't um, exposed to anymore. Everything from changing a tire to welding to woodwork, how circuits work, how a steam engine works. Um, and so we're breaking down all of these lessons, you know, tying knots and survival and making a fire and outdoor things and homesteading kind of things like gardening and canning, cooking, um, science experiments with food. We're have, we have a whole year planned of content to make these lessons um, easy to absorb. You know, obviously they have to be virtual, which we're all trying to find ways to get away from virtual learning because the kids are gonna spend a lot of time in front of a computer, but we're hoping to great create um, workshops and lessons that are a little bit interactive and that have follow-up um, materials the kids can do along with it, whether they're quizzes or activities, science experiments um, with cooking. We're hoping to release like the recipe list early and then do a live where the kids are cooking with us and the kids all make their dinner for their parents. Um, so I think there's a ton of opportunity to really take this year and add some really neat supplemental learning. And that's what we're hoping to do in ranch school. And I think that's great because a lot of the content that we've seen is still based on the traditional curriculum of, you know, math, science, the core functions, which yes, is necessary and needed. But I love that you guys are taking the approach of highlighting skills that are often very well missed in the traditional educational track. And especially for those students that are based, um, you know, more in suburban or urban settings, they may never have the opportunity to actually learn about what goes on on a farm other than, you know, kind of what you hear. It gives them actual experience. And I, I give credit to you, uh, both Blessing and I, who, you know, on Mother Honestly, we started in manufacturing. So for us, we've been always trying to expose women to manufacturing. It's not necessarily that's something that's open to women, but it's the same thing. Unless you grew up on a farm or had that, there's still opportunities that are needed in agriculture that are needed in what you're doing. And it's a trade that we still need to have. So I love that you're exposing, you know, the current generation to the possibilities that it's you don't have to follow this traditional track. There's a lot of different things that you can learn. For you, you are so constantly busy. I'm watching the house remodel. I'm watching the <laughs> store. You're getting shipments out. You know, how are you balancing yourself with all the demands and challenges on your time? Are there certain things that you're outsourcing? Are there things that you do personally that we can impart with some of our mothers that, yes, you can have 50 million things going on, but here's ways to kind of find that balance and that integration. Yeah, you know, what I think is really interesting is that when we um, moved to the ranch, our life shifted pretty dramatically in that the kids had to step it up and really start helping out a lot more. Um, you know, I used to do a lot more for them, make their dinner and, you know, fill their water bottles. And, and now it's like they have to be the ones out there. Brian and I might be pulling a calf in the rain and the girls have to have to make dinner and, and clean the house and do the laundry and help each other. And um they were ages one through six when we moved here and they started 
really helping out a lot more. And now I think we work so much better as a family unit with all six of us contributing. It's not mom and dad have to take care of the kids and do everything else. It's everybody has jobs. Um, you know, when you raise animals, your priorities really shift and that there's something bigger and more important than you. The girls know that, you know, we don't get dinner until all of our animals are fed. So if they're hungry, they better jump in and help us make the rounds and feed all the animals so that we can go home and eat dinner. Um, and they understand that, you know, it's not just a rule or something that, you know, mom and dad are trying to teach them. This is the way life works on a farm. Um, and I think that can really apply to any situation is to just raise your expectations of your kids and expect them to do more. And as a mom, do less. Um, that gives me more time for projects and growing our business and all these things and um, puts the girls to work a little more, which I think in the long run is really good for them. It's good for all of us. And I, I love that you hit on that topic that moms need to do less because we've definitely moved into a current cultural norm where kind of the helicopter parenting or, you know, moms can cover everything to even, you know, I laugh when you're like filling the water bottle. I was like, probably knock that one off the list. He can fill it himself. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate kind of the candidness and how you approach it and that, you know, to your part, when you have animals, you, they come first a lot of the times and it forces some of these, these changes. So I think for parents that are listening that may not have that same experience, you know, definitely look at opportunities, give your children, you know, more jobs, more control, take a step back. And that'll allow you to focus more on what you're doing. And one of the things I love is that you also have kind of the Small Business Academy. It's the entrepreneurial courses that you offer. Could you tell me a little bit more about that and how, you know, you mentioned you've always been very entrepreneurial, but it's something I think a lot of people would really get a lot from. Yeah, I love, um, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit. I think I've always had that drive in me, even though I didn't know it. I didn't know you could be an entrepreneur. I thought I had to pick a career path, but, you know, life took me down a path of starting my own business right out of college. And um, I just am fueled so much by the inspiration in starting a new business, you know, seeing a niche and filling that need, um, creating the logo and the branding and the website. And and these days, thanks to technology, you can do everything yourself. You know, you can have a website up in 12 hours. You can buy your own URL. You can have an e-commerce site. You can have your bank account start accepting payments. You can start a business in literally a week. Um, and so I created a course to kind of share my knowledge of, I think I've started 20 different small businesses in, in 20 years um, that you can you can do it. And that's kind of what the course is called. It's um, Five Mary's Small Business Academy, but the, the tagline is you can do it and you don't need to hire out. You don't need a web designer. You don't need a graphic designer. You don't need a consultant. You can do it. If you have an idea that you feel has legs, um, and we talk about this a lot in the course, like margins and niche, and you know, it has to make sense. The numbers have to make sense. But um, I love sharing kind of my passion about that with other entrepreneurs. And so we have, um, I think 800 people enrolled in the course and we've got a great community where we all support each other. Um, the course applies to any business. It goes through three modules with everything small business from entity formation, LLCs, insurance, payroll, to um, using social media to grow your business, which is just an amazing tool these days. Um, you know, it's free, all it costs you is your time. And then selling and shipping online which in the post COVID era is even more important and such a great way to take this opportunity where people are 
looking for ways to buy things online and have them shipped to their homes. Um, so the course goes through all of those things. And then we have this great community where everybody asks questions, um, supports each other, you know, shares deals, opportunities. Um, it has be, it is very heavily based in the agricultural community of people who are raising animals, starting a farm, selling, you know, a flower business, an egg business, selling meat, um, honey, mead, kind of all those agricultural businesses. It's, it's very heavily based on that in the community. Um, which I love because I just, I have a real, I think there's so much opportunity in the agricultural world to kind of bring it back and come back to where we were. Um, but the course does apply to anybody. So we also have, you know, doctors and hairstylists and at home um, marketing businesses. So it kind of spans the whole gamut. It's an awesome resource. I love that. You know, a lot of times we see, you know, you need A, B, and C to be successful and you've really kind of stripped it away just to say, nope, here's the clear path. Here's what you can do. You know, people have to put in the hard work, definitely, but it gives them a framework in which to kind of launch from that platform. So I think for people, it's, you have great responses both on the website and on Instagram about that. So I, I highlight it for our listeners. Definitely check it out. It's so awesome. And you're getting ready to launch a cookbook, which I'm really excited about and I will be ordering. Um, tell me a little bit more what started that and kind of how was that experience of putting that together? Gosh, I have so much respect for authors and cookbook developers. Um, it was probably one of the longest and most involved projects um, I've been, I've ever done. Um, it was two years in the making. It comes out September 8th is our pub date and it's been, it's available for pre-order on Amazon now. It's called Ranch Raised Cookbook, Homegrown Recipes from Our Family to Yours. Um, and I'm really proud of the way the book turned out. It's got beautiful photography of some of our favorite dishes um, we like to cook pretty simply, you know, start with great ingredients and you don't need much. So it's very approachable, um, lots of family style meals. And um, it also has a lot of lifestyle photography that kind of shares the ranch and the girls and the horses and the dogs. And um, it was a really fun book to, to create. Um, it's just such a long process to create a, a book that um, you know, when you hold that book in your hands, it's like, wow, th this took longer than growing a child. So I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of this. But um, yeah, it comes out September 8th and we're building a new test kitchen um, on the ranch. We have an old homestead house that has been a, a slow work in progress to restore. Um, and it was built before indoor plumbing. So the kitchen that had been added in the 40s was kind of just a, a second, an afterthought. Um, so we tore that down and built a first rate, first class kitchen with sub-zero wolf appliances and um, a dry ager. And it's just turning out to be beautifully, to be beautiful. So we're hoping to share recipes from the, the new kitchen, um, from the cookbook and from our recipe blog uh, and just inspire people to try different cuts or um, bring back family dinner was a hashtag we were, we were going with for a while to get people back to cooking family meals and, and gathering around the dinner table together. And I hope the um, cookbook will inspire people to do that. I love it. And I think, you know, for some of our listeners, they may not be as experienced in um, some of the cuts of meat that you guys have, which is what I love because you also take the opportunity to help educate people on, you know, yes, you go to a butcher or that and it's done and it's for you. But a lot of times, um, you know, women might not know what necessarily they're looking for that. So can you give me a little bit of a quick background on like, and you were very, you know, focused on finding how you wanted to raise and source your meat, which I respect wholeheartedly. 
but what that actually means from, you know, what you're doing compared to conventional farming and what we should be looking for, you know, wherever we are in the country. You know, it's um, supporting small farms is great and it's getting easier. You know, I think traditionally most of the meat raised in the grocery store is produced by small farms and small farmers. Um, you know, the, the conventional ag is, um, is a big part of the pork and the poultry industry, but beef are usually still raised um, at least in their early stages by farmers. So any meat that you buy is supporting American agriculture. But um, you know, when it's, when it's well raised from start to finish, most of the time um, meat will go or, or steers will go through a lot of different owners before they get to their final resting place in the grocery store. Um, and that not everyone has the same motivation to raise a really great quality product. You know, for a lot of um, farms and ranches, it's about the bottom line and making sure that their pounds, they're getting the most dollars for their pounds because it's, it's hard for anybody to make a living in agriculture. Um, but we have the unique advantage of having our animals on the ranch from start to finish. And so every input matters. And when we are the ones handing that steak to a customer, we want to make sure that it is exactly what we say it is and the quality is going to be great every time. So we put a lot of extra inputs from extended finish time. Um, we start with great genetics for things like marbling and the size of a ribeye. Um, we take really good care of our cattle and we do an extended dry age after harvest, um, which really brings out the tenderness and the flavor in our meat. So, and similarly with pork and lamb, you know, um, animals raised on dirt, makes such a difference. Um, something, a very high percentage of the pork raised in this country is raised on concrete because it's a lot easier to raise pigs on concrete. Uh, it's a lot cleaner and, and uh, you know, you can do it at larger scale. So we raise pigs out on pasture, which has a lot of complications, but um, for us, we can manage those because we know it's a really great product that we're sharing with our customers. Um, but, you know, you can find, looking for local farms near you, we have a resource on our um, small business page. It's m5.fyi. And if you go to um, our directory, we have farms and ranches listed all over the country who you can buy direct from. A lot of them are shipping or they have places set up where you can come to a little farm stand. Um, but seeking out those farms and ranches and supporting them, um, not only is it great for agriculture, but you're also going to find a product that you love. And usually, you know, you're, you might pay a little premium, but it's definitely worth it in the end. Absolutely. And I love that thing. I didn't know that resource was available about local. So we will definitely make sure we include that in our notes and stuff because for everyone to find, you know, we're very right now it's supporting local. What can you do to keep, you know, businesses going during this time? And we're changing consumer habits as we're living it. Whereas we're moving away from mass consumption into a lot more people are enjoying this hand to hand interaction. It's really changing the way in which we interact with each other. So we'll make sure to include that. But before I let you go, if you could tell us a little bit more for people to find out more about what you're doing, especially the school, how do you encourage people to sign up for that? So um, the, the school, we got a great URL. It's www.ranch.school. And um, we're really excited to kind of bring this community together in this unusual year and learn together. Um, we're doing campfire chats that are live. We're doing lessons every week. Um, but you can join, it's $24.99 per family a month, or you can pay for the whole year at a discount. Um, and there's a great community forming in our platform where you can post questions about, you know, 
there's there's veteran homeschoolers, there's new homeschoolers, there's people doing distance learning, there's people that are staying enrolled in regular school, but it's just a place to kind of come together and say, you know, there's some opportunity here to add to our normal um, routine or shake it up a little bit. And um, I'm excited about all this content we can bring to people that is going to be pretty unusual, um, but great life skills. And I think that if anything, this is the year to add those to your repertoire. So if you go to ranch.school, um, you can sign up for a membership right now. It's the community and we're releasing videos starting next week. Um, and the content will just keep on flowing all year long. I love it. You guys are up to so many great things. I'm so thrilled to watch as it continues to grow. Um, I'm excited to get our box in the mail. I told my husband we've ordered some steaks. So I'm very excited to okay. try them out here in Detroit, Michigan. Um, so thank you so, so much for being a guest on the podcast. Please tell the girls that I love seeing their rodeo videos and I'm rooting for them as thank they go you. out. They're doing great and watching the roping. I wish you all the best for our listeners again. Please check out fivemarysfarms.com. Follow them on Instagram at fivemarys. Um, and we'll link the other resources as well. Um, thank you again so much for being a guest. I wish you all the best coming up. I look forward to seeing your cookbook drop on the 8th. Congratulations. That's a very long labor of love. Um, <laughs> and we at Mother Honestly are so thrilled for watching such an ambitious mom uh, build the next generation of ladies in your family and showing them how it's done. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you so much. It was great to be here with you. Thanks. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more relevant content for the ambitious mom, head on over to motherhonestly.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mother Honestly. Love our podcast? We want to hear from you. Please rate and review our podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We love growing at Mother Honestly and your reviews help us grow. Stay safe, stay well, and always stay ambitious.